Amen. And we want to thank Brother Foster, Brother Jerry, Brother Kane. Good to see Brother Jerry back. Amen. Just talking about Amen. Brother Jerry this morning. I, I sent him a text and then lo and behold, he popped up. Amen. So it's, it's good to see Jerry back in form with us today. It's good to see everyone who has come out this morning. And I apologize for my voice dealing with sinuses uh, all week. And just bear with me. On that, and uh, I'll hopefully get in to see the doctor tomorrow to get something to knock this on out. But nevertheless, the work goes on. Our lesson this morning is we want to direct your attention to 1 Peter, the epistle of 1 Peter, chapter 1. And I'm going to begin reading. At verse number 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not Fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. But as he which had called you is holy, so be ye holy in all, in all, not in some, in the way you walk, the way you talk, where you go, how you treat people. Everything you do in all manner of conversation. Why? Because it is written. Be ye holy. For I am holy. And if you call on the father. Who without respect a person judges according to every man's work. Past the time of your sojourning. Here in fear. For as much as ye know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish. And without spot. And I'm going to stop right there. This morning we like to look at a subject. (laughs) Be ye holy. For I am holy. Many in life today said. I deserve to be happy. And I want to be happy. But very seldom do you hear people mention anything about desiring to be holy. And the problem we have in our society today is we're we're looking as Christians. I'm talking to the church this morning. We're looking as Christians for something 
to fulfill us that we supposedly left behind in the water when we went down into the burial or baptism. We come up with saying, I deserve to be happy. I want to be happy. But the call for us as Christians is to be holy. And once you establish your holiness in the Lord, you can find happiness. And the problem so many of us have is we look at happiness in so many of the wrong ways. Happiness is defined in so many incorrect, incorrect ways. And it gets us in deeper trouble. It ends up taking us back into the cesspool of sin that we were called out of and delivered from. Amen. The Bible said, be ye holy. Yeah. It don't say be ye happy. All right, no. That's right. It said, be ye holy. Yeah. For I am holy. Yeah. And many of us are in search of something to fulfill the lustful nature of our flesh instead of seeking to establish and build a covenant relationship and a spiritual relationship with God. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Verse number 13 said, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Prepare yourself. Or fix yourself. Take the necessary uh, steps in preparing to deal with situations. Gird up the loins of your mind. It said, be sober. Be sober. Yeah. All of that stuff you used to do. Oh. All of that stuff that used to turn you on and freak you and all this stuff. Supposed to be put away. Amen. You can't keep running back to the same old stuff. And then expect to be holy. Make up your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be ye sober. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Make up your mind, folks. Choose which side of the fence you're going to live on. When you became a Christian, there are different, there are different set of values that you're supposed to address and look at to, to try to accomplish. You don't look back at what God delivered you out of. That's why we're so confused and mixed up in our thinking 
talking about I'm not happy as a Christian. You're not happy as a Christian because you're looking at the wrong set of values. You're going back, you're returning back to what God delivered you from. And then when the word of God cuts you and beat you, you're talking about how unhappy you are. Well, if you stay on the correct side of the fence, you could be happy as a Christian. And not only can you find happiness, true happiness, you can find holiness. You can find out the true value of who you really are. Folks say, well, I deserve to be happy. No, you deserve to be holy. And God has prepared the way for you to be holy. But first, you got to make up your mind and be holy. The Bible goes on to say, as obedient children... That's important. As obedient to obedient to what? Obedient to the word of God. Not according to the lustful nature of your flesh. Not whatever makes you feel good. Do it. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. See, a lot of things that we did prior to becoming Christians, we did it out of ignorance. Amen. We did it out of ignorance because we were rebellious. We were just stiff necked. We were hard headed. And many of us, we just didn't know. Amen. But now God said, put it away. Put it away. No excuse. You've been called, you've been chosen, you've been delivered. And I want you to come to know your true value. Not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust. Because what you lived and did prior to becoming a Christian, God has no interest in it. Somebody all this, God's people all say amen. See, many of us, we're living a double life. We're still trying to play the dual role. We're trying to please our friends who are out there in the world to make it seem like we still blend in. We could get along with them and, and we, could, we could hang with them. Amen. Amen. And then we want to show up on here on Sunday and sing like an angel. No. You got to make up your mind which side of the fence you're going to live on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not fashioning yourselves according to the things that used to, what we call, we used to say it made us happy. It brought us joy. It brought us pleasure. Mm-hmm. Oh, sin, sin brings all of that. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And if anybody tell you don't, they lying to you. The biggest thing about it bring you debt. Yeah. But it also bring you pleasure. But now you've been called to something better, bigger, and better. 
it says, but as he which had called you is holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation. In all. And all is inclusive, including everything. Everything. Beginning with your thoughts. Because as a man thinketh. That's who he is. It begins with your thinking. What's really on your mind? What is the truth about you in those quiet times when you won't say anything? It says, be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Amen. Because if it's in you, it's going to come out. Amen. Amen. All manner of conversation. Amen. What about at work? Amen. Yeah. The scripture says, be ye holy. Well, it said, but as he which had called you. Is holy. So be holy in all manner of conversation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Would your co-workers describe your characteristics as godly? All right, as holy? Alright. Or would they just say he's a good person or she's a alright person? That ain't what the Bible says. The Bible said, be ye holy. See, our lives are supposed to be a magnet. It's supposed to draw attention. Uh Our lives are purposely designed to have us set apart, to be different than everybody else. It's to be a light unto those who walk and live in darkness. What do people see and what do they say about your life at work. When they look at the scripture and say, the Bible said, be ye holy for I am holy. Do you come to mind? In the manner in which you conduct yourself at work? Or do people look at you as just, hey, one of the everyday workers and you just blend in with everybody? Mm. What a shame. What an embarrassment. What a pathetic thing to say about Christ. Right. If people can't see him in you. Yeah. Yeah. And all men are living. What about at home? Are you living holy at home? You say, I'm at home. I do whatever I want to. Is that right? Is that right? Husband, do you love your wife? On, do you respect her? Do you talk to her in a holy way? Yeah. Do, you, do you respect her the way Christ respected and loved the church? Yeah. 
and was willing to die for it? Or do you talk to her any kind of way? Well, she know that's just how I am. But that doesn't mean that's the way you have to be. Amen. Amen. That's right. The Bible said, be ye holy. Mm-hmm. For I am holy. Yeah. How would you expect God to deal with you? Right now. Well, we know God is long-suffering, compassionate, loving, tender-hearted, kind. Amen. Well, if you know all of this about God, why don't you demonstrate that toward your spouse? Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Wives, do you honor and respect your husband? Right now. Do you give more honor and respect to your boss at work than you do to your husband? Do you scan and grin and smile at work and then raise hell when you come home? Amen. And disrespect and talk to your husband any kind of way. Amen. Right. I work too. <laughs> let, let, let me say this, and, and, and I know it may not sit well with you, but I don't care. Yeah. Because it's the truth. Right. When you allow outside things to interfere with your role that God put you in, that's your fault. Yes, sir. God told you what's important to him. Amen. You go over to Titus 2. It said you should be good homemakers. Loving your own husband. Teaching the young ladies all these things. You know what it says. You're talking about it in your ladies' class. You've been hearing it for years. Doesn't mean you're doing it, but you've been hearing it. And I've heard preachers, they want to water it down and water it down. No. Your your number one priority is your home. Amen. Say that. Your number one priority is your home. Now, when you allow something on the outside interfere with your home, that's your fault. Amen. And that outside interference causes you to start acting negative and, and, and mouthing off at your husband or whatever. That's your fault. Man. Yes, sir. You can't change your husband's role that God gave him because you don't want to do what you want to do. Amen. Amen. Oh, I know you don't like it. Sorry. But you will hear it in judgment. We got to take some steps and ask ourselves, am I really doing it the way God would have me to do it? No, I'm not saying husbands should, should, should be bossing you around. Husbands have a responsibility to love their wife. Amen. And that would include respect. Yes, sir. But the wife has a responsibility to honor her husband. And that includes respecting. 
Oh, for years, for years, how many times have you hurt? You stand and grin at work, you do all that, then you come home and you make your house, you make the folks at home miserable. You're talking about this job and what I had to put up with on my job. Well, maybe you need to downsize and bring your bud home and take care of your home. Amen. 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 I ain't going to give up this house I got. I ain't going to give up. Well, you know what? You need to make some adjustments. Amen. The Bible said, be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That includes how you treat your spouse. That includes how you treat your children. Be ye holy. Why? Because I am holy. Are his commandments grievous? Absolutely not. Is he requiring anything of us that we can't do? Absolutely not. The problem is we go off track when we want to do it the way we want to do it. When we seek out happiness on our own trail instead of seeking out holiness first. See, when I find holiness, I can find contentment. When I find holiness, I can I can learn to appreciate with what I already have. When I find holiness, I can I learn patience. Mm -hmm. I learn to wait on God. My heart desires something. I learn to seek first the kingdom and allow God in his time to bless me instead of venturing out, trying to do it on my own and leaving Things undone. Yeah. See, when I seek out on my own, I leave my home to go to waste. I leave my home open for Satan to come in. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, trust me, you you you're leaving something undone. Amen. Now, every time you look at your husband, he just don't appeal to you the way he used to. You can find every excuse not to be happy when you see him or when you're around him and vice versa. Husband the same way. That's because you're seeking to please your flesh instead of seeking holiness. Right. Well, I deserve to be happy. Well, if I ask you this question, what is happiness? All right now. All right. Huh? Some 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 sex on the side? That's what we used to think yeah. in the world. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Cheating on your wife? Mm. Cheating on your husband? Is that happiness? When we were in the word of us, why else would you do it? That's right. But now the Bible says we've been called from that. Yes, sir. From our ignorance. Yeah. 
So if I ask you, what is happiness? Come on. You can't seek what you used to seek. Amen. The lying, the carousing, the stealing, the whoremongering and all that stuff. So tell me, what is happiness? All right. Al Green says something make that something make you do right. Yeah. Make you do wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What are you searching for? I deserve to be happy. You deserve to be holy. Man. But we don't want to hear about being holy. Because to be holy, I have to deny myself. I have to put away, suppress my flesh. Right. Right. From those things that I should have left in the water. Uh-huh. But nevertheless, I brought them on with me. And instead of thinking on those things that are just, that are good report, that are virtue, yeah. the things that I'm commanded to think of, I don't want to think on those things. Amen. Amen. They don't, they don't stir my fancy. They don't make me feel good. But we find ourselves reflecting back. You all remember the old show Kung Fu? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every time before Kung Fu, I can't understand why nobody couldn't beat Kung Fu. And standing there daydreaming. You would think that'd been the best time to just knock him upside the head. But he always had a flashback. Yeah. Before he whipped somebody. Yeah. Always had a flashback to the temple yeah. or something. And that's what many of us find ourselves doing all the time. Amen. We can't find joy being a Christian because you know what? We keep flashing back. To what we're missing out there in the world. And right. the biggest problem is we're hanging with people who keep bringing it up to us every yes, day. You're hanging out with folks who talking about who they, who they had sex with and who they did this with and where they went and all this stuff. The Bible says, you know what? You supposed to have put that behind you. Yes, sir. Come ye out from among them. Be ye separate. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. True happiness is in Christ. Amen. Man, I can't think of anything more joyous than to know I've been forgiven of my sins. Yes. I can't think of anything more joyous to know there's someone who is already going to prepare a place for me. Amen. Where I'm going to spend an eternity. Amen. But we, but we, we whine and cry, talk about, I deserve to be happy. Why don't you just tell the truth? I want to please my flesh. I want to please my flesh. Just tell the truth. The 
Bible says. But as he which had called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because, you know what? If no other reason, this is reason enough. It says, because it is written. Be ye holy, for I am holy. If God chooses not to offer any other explanation, this is enough. And you say, but why this? But why that? Because it is written. And if you call on the Father, who without respect a person judgeth according to that, according to every man's work, what, what do you present? What do, what do you bring to God as obedient children? You're out there fornicating, you can't bring that to God. You're out there lying, stealing, you can't bring that to God. As an obedient child, what are your works? What are your works for God to consider that he should bless you? (laughs) For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things Mm -hmm. as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Right. You've got to renew your mind. Yes, we talked about it in Sunday school this morning. You know what? Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sin. Yes, and you're going to die Separated from God. All because you know what? You were seeking to please yourself. You were seeking to please your lustful nature. Instead of seeking out to become holy as the Bible has commanded you to become. Romans 12 and 1 said, I beseech you, brethren. I beg you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Holy. And acceptable unto God. Which is what? It's your reasonable service. What's the struggle? Amen. Help me out. What is the struggle? Mm. It says, if it's reasonable for God to request this, if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, yeah. what's the struggle? Amen. Well, here's the struggle. I'm going to answer it for you. You haven't denied yourself. Yes, sir. 
You seem beautiful. You look beautiful. You, you, you put on an outward appearance of, of, of holiness. But you're full of yourself. Amen. And God knows it. Yes, sir. And we look for anything to blame. We look for, we want to blame something on what the preacher said that Sunday. Or the teacher taught that Wednesday or Monday. And we look, we're looking for any excuse to blame somebody for the simple fact that I don't want to deny myself. That's right. And do what is right. Amen. Or we'll seek out other weak people, or other weak Christians. Come on. Come on. And as long as they are weak and they're falling for the same okey-doke, mm. I don't feel that bad. But both of you go to hell. Man. It's, you, you haven't been redeemed unto that person. No, sir. That person didn't call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And if you're struggling in your spiritual walk, stop allowing people to manipulate you and use you. That's right. Amen. You want to grow spiritually? Find somebody stronger than you. Man. Not a shyster like you. Man. You're struggling, you're weak, and then here this person is, you start talking to them, and they're talking just as crazy. Yeah. How are you going to grow? Cut them loose. Amen. Everybody in the church don't have good intentions. Amen. Say that. Sometimes they just want to use you as a prop mm -hmm. to make them look good. Mm -hmm. And you thinking, oh, this is this is my friend. This is somebody I can depend on and trust. And they just using you as a proxy. Mm -hmm. Find you somebody who's serious about going to heaven. Amen. Not just in talk, yeah. but look at the fruit yeah. that they bear. Yeah. Look at their interests in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Then you say, I don't want to be around them because, because what? Mm -hmm. You might become holy. We have the tendency thing when people make up their mind to do what's right and live holy, we want to put them down. I ain't talking about folks in the world. I'm talking about folks right here in church. Amen. Who they think they are. Mm. What ain't got into them? Jesus got into them. The Holy Spirit got into them. That's what got into them. And they made up their mind they want to live for God. And you sit in there criticizing. Why? Because you don't want to live for God. You dress up, look good, smell good, but you sit up an aroma that's as foul and, and, and messed up every week. 
But that's your choosing. Because God calls for something better. Be ye holy. Why? Because I am holy. Because it is, it is written that way. Folks, it's time to stop playing church. Amen. That's all I can say this morning. Yeah. It's time to stop playing church. Yeah. We claim we love God. We claim we're members of the church. We claim we're Christians. We're claiming all these things about being in Christ and of Christ and all of this. But our, our fruits ain't showing it. We don't support our Bible school. Many of us don't. Because why? You think you know too much? You, you don't need nobody to teach you anything? But yet, then you turn around, pray for me, I'm weak, pray for my faith, my strength. Well, where in the world, what do you think you can gain when you come to Sunday school? You gain knowledge. Yes, sir. It gives you strength. Yeah. It provides understanding. Yeah. Those worldly folks you're out there hanging with ain't going to give it to you. In all manner of conversations. Your neighbors know what time Sunday school starts. And they look out and they see you still at home. Wow, they really support their church. So when you go over there to try to talk to them, what can you say? Amen. <laughs> they, they might listen, but I'll tell you what they'll say after you leave. Mm-hmm. You hypocrite. <laughs> you sit here and you don't support your own work and go to church when y'all having services, then you want to invite me and tell me what I need to do about my soul? Hmm. On that great day, these same words are going to be there. These same words are going to be there. Did I not tell you to be ye holy? If you're here today, you haven't come to the conclusion to understand and know the importance of why you should become a Christian. You need to stop figuring and wondering and you need to you need to make a decision. This world is not going to offer you what God can offer you. This world is going to perish one day. It's going to pass away. And the only thing that's going to stand is God's word. And if you're not founded upon it, you're going to perish with this world. It would only make sense for you to make up in your mind today. I need God. I need God. I need him. You can... Put Christ on today in baptism and become a child of God as outlined in scriptures. And you can know that you are saved. 
you can know. Yeah. You don't have to guess. Amen. You don't have to debate or anything. You can know. Yeah. And you can have peace of mind until Jesus come back or until you breathe your last breath. Amen. You can say, I know I did what the Lord said do. Yeah. It's right here in his word. Yeah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Just do what the word of God commands. Over the years, folks came up with a mourner's bench and a sinner's prayer and all that stuff. The problem is it was not in the word. Amen. You notice people don't talk about that anymore. They used to talk about you just get out and say, Jesus, 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 the spirit to come out. No, I don't. You get tongue twisted and. Get overexcited. The Bible said one must hear. Hear the good news. Hear how you can come out of darkness. Into his marvelous light. And your whole life can be changed. Believe it. For without faith it's impossible to please him. Repent of your sins. Hey, I thought I was right, but I found the right way. I'm turning away from that, that, that way. I found the correct way. Confess Christ to be the son of God. Be baptized today. Today. For the remission of your sin. Live faith unto death. You're on your way. Man. That's what the Bible teaches. And you can find holiness. And you can also find happiness. Man. With contentment. You're here today and you've already been baptized. You remember. But you haven't been living right. You've been out there searching on your own. You've been trying to find another way other than the way Christ has outlined it. You know what? You need to, you need to bring, you need to pull it back in. Yeah. You need to pull it back in. Jesus said, I am the way. Jesus said, John 15 and 1, I am the true vine. Jesus said, without, for without me, you could do nothing. Quit tempting him. Quit trying the Lord. And come on back home. Man. Repent. And get yourself right with God. Man. What's our song, Jerry? 241. 241. 241 is our song.